Hello, and welcome to Space Battles, a transformative real-play podcast that reimagines the latest trilogy of a popular space combat franchise. If you're joining us for the first time, stop here and start the first part of A Shattered Galaxy. Otherwise, previously you will have heard... I have the utmost faith in all of you. Oh. And we feel that, like, in the pit of our souls, in our bones... Sneak, sneak, sneak. Sneak, team, sneak, team, sneak, team, sneak. Okay. He grabs you by the front of the shirt and slams you into the wall. I'm going to knee him in the groin. Because if I can start working on the transponder... I can try. While someone tries to get the keys, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, think... I can, I can try and get the keys. Okay. Yeah. And, and if all fails, I'll, I will just run over and try to get in there and abandon my current task, like next time. So I will look at Mia real quick and be like, can you get the keys out of that storage closet? And then I'm just gonna go for ship B. Kiyama, as the huge black ship slips over the horizon, you can hear like a like a faint whisper in your head, and it says, what about Angamar? Uh, okay. So the the internal recap, who remembers stuff that happened in a very exciting session last week. I need my not boyfriend in the groin and he helped me steal a spaceship. That's true. And then his boss came as we were leaving and I do worry (laughs) for him. Yeah. 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 That pretty much sums it up. (laughs) That does pretty much sum it up. That's everything important that happened. That's, that's what happened last time. Well, I mean, there was also the small matter of getting the Jedi a spaceship. Uh, yeah, yes. we had to get them a spaceship, and they, they got, got it, and they got away. Yes. Yeah, we just, Mia's flying skills distracted them. Uh, we tried to sneak around. It didn't work exactly. Um, it, it worked, worked about, enough. <laughs> it worked about 80%, I would say. Yeah. You, you almost, almost made it. Um. They all definitely know uh, a bunch of people stole two ships. Um, one of them being our group. And as we were leaving, uh, Velamin's ship came down to the planet. And he definitely knows that it was us. Yeah, he, he did, spoke uh, to Kiyama. Mm-hmm. He, he did a little bit of communication. Little, uh, you know, speaking through the force to someone's mind. Yep. Yes. Uh, which is a cool, exciting thing that uh, you just learned he could do. Yeah, I didn't know that was a skill before. Did I go look up at the skill tree to see if that was something I could learn? Maybe. Did I find any answers? No. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's a, that's um, what you might call a uh, narrative extension of power. <laughs> it's a very um, good one. So I actually have been thinking about that. And since people are getting to uh, a point with experience... Um, where this is relevant, uh, don't forget that there are um, career-specific books uh, for all of the careers and specialties that include um, not only extra skill trees if you want to get a specialty that is not in the book under the standard, like, uh, spend 10 XP, get a new specialty tree ruling, but also they have uh, essentially sixth-tier, like, capstone superpowers uh, that you spend a destiny point to activate whenever I definitely you definitely for- I definitely forgot those existed. So. Uh, <laughs> yes. They are they are 
overwhelmingly cool. Um, they're super, super good, and I recommend them. And if the time comes, uh, Victoria, that I, I was, I've been thinking about doing similar things with some of the force power trees. Um, and you should talk to me if you want to try and learn those, because that is the kind of thing that a capstone power of a force, a, or a capstone trait of a force power tree would entail. Oh, cool. All right. I will definitely be picking your brain on this. Okay. Um, for, for everybody else's sake, uh, you guys are headed, uh, it looks like north by northwest. If I remember correctly, you were heading up to that purple area to investigate that uh, question mark on the map first and foremost. Yes? Yes, I think we were going to that one because it's closer. Right. Uh, so that is primarily a flight over the ocean to uh, to reach that point on the map that uh, that Luke had apparently circled. Um, in any case, you are flying a spacecraft through the atmosphere, or you are going to try and do like a up and down kind of parabolic maneuver, Mia? Seals? I wonder if her food got here. I, I was about to say, uh, what if we lost point. her to delivery? Hi. Yes, me? Yes, <laughs> I heard right as you as I was coming back from getting my food. Also, wow, my, my mic is messed up. Sorry, I'm really probably sounding strange. Um, I heard the... I think we lost her to food right as I was sitting down with a fork. So, you did. Also, please <laughs> note that Dragana is trying to get into my pizza box. And I'm proud of her, but I'm also now putting my leg over the pizza box. <laughs> because I know her too well. Sure enough. Anyway. Uh, so... We have uh, kind of reached the consensus, everyone, that we're headed up towards the spot on the map boxed in by the purple box, uh, which is the closer of the two locations that Luke had put a question mark next to on that map that you had seen in the Jedi Temple. So since that is a fair chunk of planetary travel, you're basically flying from Brazil to Chicago with uh, with that amount of distance yeah are you going to try and stay in atmosphere the whole time or are you going to do like an up and down parabolic arc both of them have dangers and both of them have benefits um i think i'm going to stay close to the planet okay um i don't want us to get like in a position where we like have to go deeper into space and i figure we can try hiding amongst the situation of the planet Oh my god, Pat, please. This is now a cat podcast. Okay, so the danger with staying close to the planet is that you're going to have to move a little slower. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to, you know, incinerate your hull, moving at void speeds inside of atmosphere. Exactly. And so the first thing I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you make a piloting planetary check to see how that movement is going to go. And, okay. Boom. Outstanding. Okay, so with two successes and two advantage, what that means is that you're going to be able to move fairly quickly without putting your ship in danger. Okay. And the advantage is going to make their, you know, I mean, they're going to keep trying to look for you, of course. Yeah. Um, but that advantage is going to make it more difficult for them. Cool. Um, Man, I really did good there. Yeah, you did. Okay. We have four light side points today, guys. Mm -hmm. Four light side points, two dark side points. That's pretty solid. All right, so that was the rule to search for you. Two failures uh, means that for the time being, you guys are in a pretty good position. 
it is going to take, I mean, it's faster than an airplane, um, but you're going to have about four hours in this kind of cramped true empire ship uh, before you reach your destination. Is there anything that you guys want to do while on this bucket of bolts? Um, I think Hiyama's going to try and find VC-20. Okay. Now, like, is on this ship, is there, like, any... I don't want necessarily mean, like, privacy, but is there, like, a hole away from, like, where the rest of the people are? Or is it more of just, like, you're just all, like, shoulder to shoulder? So there's a, there's a, there's a cockpit... There's two different rooms that are kind of dedicated bunks, um, just three meter and edge cubes uh, behind the cockpit. And then there is like a minuscule common area directly adjacent to the area that basically exposes the guts of the ship. Um, And what I mean by that is, imagine like, um, if you guys have ever been in like a boiler room for like a high school or like a big office building, it's it's a it's a similar kind of concept where all of the stuff that makes the ship go is not out in the open, but it's there to make mechanical operations during the day easier and directly adjacent to that like mess of like pipes that the mess of pipes and hyper hyperdrive fuel reservoirs and circuit boards and stuff like that. There are two chairs that are like right next to each other. Um, okay. So you could you could sit down in uh, one of the cabins or one of the bunks rather, or this boiler room kind of situation. Okay, yeah, I'll go. Um, Kiyama was up in the cockpit with Mia, so once we're kind of out in the clear, and uh, she's kind of shaken off the words Velaman said to her, she's gonna get up and try and find the senator. Okay, uh, VC twenty, what are you doing on board the ship? Um, that's a great question. I don't think he's really doing anything on the ship, to be honest. Just kind of hanging out in one of the bunks, yeah. like relaxing, essentially. Yeah. Hotically uh, pursuing the, uh, the the sensation of sleep. Uh, Eshka, what are you doing? I would love to try to find out if there's a way to like temporarily get. Okay, so you know when you have uh, a USB drive and you plug it into your computer, you can, you know, open files that are on there without necessarily downloading them onto your computer. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to try to do that with Palby ship if I can. Like, I'm not necessarily trying to install him in the ship because I still don't know how long we're going to have this ship. Um, So I don't want to, like, permanently set him up and then have to, you know, re-download him again. Um, Right. But I I, I would like to continue trying to figure out what we can do with Pally ship. Sure enough. Okay. Um, then here's what I will do. Uh, I'll put Eshka in the cockpit because uh, that's that's where your best bet would be to try and accomplish something like that, Eshka. Mm-hmm. I'll put you there for the moment and Kiyama, you can find VC20 alone in uh, one of the bunks if you want to speak to him. So we'll do that conversation first and then we'll cut back to Eshka and me in the cockpit. Okay, so she just kind of walks, you know, not many options, just goes from one bunk to the other until she finds him, and then, um, and I'm, I'm not bothering you right now, am I? Not at all. Okay, good. Um, this is, I, I don't think this would be a weird question, however, um, in the 
hurry of us leaving and everything, I didn't quite get a chance to ask. You were translating the um, runes on those texts, weren't you? Those cartouches? I was. Um, There was, and she kind of is looking, (laughs) she's uncomfortably, she's uncomfortable at this point. And just, um, there was, so on one of Ronus's documents, there was another cartouche that I recognized. And um, it's actually uh, this one. And she holds out her hand. And I wasn't sure if you had maybe gotten to the point to figure out what this says. I think VC20 is going to pause um, in a way that I, I think by now most people know means that he is not very happy with what he's going to say. Okay. Um, like, are you sure you want to know? What does that mean? I don't think you'll like it. That is frank. Okay. Um, sure. Why not? Might as well get it over with. What does it mean? As best as we can translate, shattered. And she'll just... She had, like, her hand out, and she'll kind of pull it back, look at it, and then, like, kind of clench her hand into a fist. Shattered. Really? Are you sure about that? We're pretty sure. I don't think she knows how to react to any of that. Um, she's just gonna kind of stare at her fist and then turn away, and before she leaves, she just kind of, like, nods her head and thanks, and then probably is going to go to the boiler room and just stand there for a while. Okay. There is something that I am waiting on, so hold that thought. Uh, Rebecca. Yes. Oh, sorry, I didn't see that. It didn't... I've sent you a message in every format I know how to send you. (laughs) It didn't, like, ping. Sorry. Okie dokie. Sorry, palpy ship. Oh, to despair, too. Oh my gosh. Uh, So, as you are turning to leave, Kiyama, the ship starts to rumble and shake. Uh, The two of you in the cockpit, uh, Ashka, you have actually found a port that sort of fits um, this you know, broad, matte, black cylinder that you've been carrying around that you believe contains Palpy Ship. And there is a small slot that kind of conforms to a protrusion at the end. You're not sure it was there before. And as you, you know, kind of do your best to put it in there and you move some switches around, you know, you've used this information upload port on a copy before me. You're not really, I mean, you're mostly focused on keeping the ship uh, in the air. You plug it in, Eshka, and the ship starts to shake, Mia. Uh, you, there, there are lights flashing on all of the consoles and like a beeping sound. And as you know, it's, it's, it's registering to everyone that the ship is kind of bucking and jiving in the middle of the air. There is a... <laughs> that comes over the loudspeaker. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to hear that with the appropriate voice filter. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> and moment, and the ship dives sideways. Uh, Mia, can you give me another piloting check, please? Oh, okay. a triumph! So you keep the ship in the air, ducking down lower, so close almost that the wake of the ship is leaving Chevron's of a trail on the surface of the ocean over which you're flying. And there's another 
there's another <laughs> metallic scream over the inner, the loudspeakers of the ship, and then the drive falls out of the slot. Oops. Mia's going to sort of round on Eshka and go, never do that again while I'm flying. <laughs> Eshka kind of like, kind of put my ears back. And I'm oh. like, well, I, di- I, I didn't know it was going to do that. Also, sorry. Nice Mia's, flying, I guess. Mia's going to sort of like pause and just be like, the only reason I'm not flipping a shit is because I'm really good at this. <laughs> but also, <laughs> never do that again while I'm flying. Uh, and also, like... Next time you're going to do something where you don't know what the reaction is going to be, like, just, like, make sure it's not when we're literally flying. <laughs> Kim and VC20. It would have been fine if we'd been grounded. Come on. Kim <laughs> <laughs> uh, and VC20, since you guys were not in the cockpit and have no, you know, idea what the origin of these mechanized screams and the cause behind the almost falling out of the air... Uh, can both of you give me a cool roll, please? Yes. <laughs> Eshko, like, comes over the, the intercom, like, sorry, everybody. Okay. Uh, with, with three sex... With, whoa, all right, that was Freudian. Uh, with three successes... <laughs> a piece. Successes. Successes. With three mm. six. Oh, God, people are going to... Cut that out, or people are going to ship the, ship the blue lady and the robot. That's That's... That's too sci fi. <laughs> both, both, both of you are fine. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're curious, but neither of you are rattled. I'm not going to charge any strain or anything like that. Okay. Um, Kiyama, since that happened on her way out, and she is, has many thoughts, and she is just racking her brain trying to figure out why the fuck she has a symbol of shattered on her hand from a, and finding no memory of it. She's going to then hear that and r- rush back to the cockpit to make sure everything's okay. VC20 will also head to the cockpit, mm-hmm. but he's not particularly rushing. <laughs> uh, uh, the, two, the two of you see Eshka slinking off with her ears back, carrying, <laughs> carrying the ship cylinder. Was someone attacking us? Did no! they follow us? No. What the hell was that? Um, I don't think Palpy Ship has enjoyed his time in the tube. <laughs> <laughs> I, tra- I, I tried to I tried to plug him into the ship's computer. It went unexpectedly. And Kama's just gonna have like you know mouth open, mouth closed, and then spin on her heel and head back to the boiler room because she just can't <laughs> be around people right now. <laughs> <laughs> what about small furry gremlins? <laughs> No, small furry gremlins are people too. It's true. <laughs> uh, with with no further ado, um, Eshka, I'm assuming you go and I don't know, like sharpen your mechanics tools. Um, yeah, I be, I go do some fiddly thing. Yeah, be ashamed somewhere. That was because uh, <laughs> she is embarrassed and it's very sad. Kama is going to brood to everyone's shock and surprise. So shocked. She's uh, trying to figure things out, guys. <laughs> Not working, and she's getting really frustrated. I actually quite like the image of VC20 sitting in the cockpit with Mia. I don't know, something something about that is is a very nice parallel to uh, C-3PO and Han yeah. sitting in the, pilot, in the cockpit of the, of the Falcon. Um, so that's what I'm picturing. That's and what I'm picturing, too. Since you guys stole the ship in the night, the 
first rays of dawn are just lighting up the horizon as you settle down into the place where you believe that has been that this structure is that has been circled on the map. It's relatively easy to find. Uh, I know that it's not clear because I've made some annotations on the map, uh, but it is on a peninsula that it, that it, that is prominent and easy to see from the air. It looks like this map is actually quite accurate. So I am not going to worry too much about you guys rolling to find it because you've uh, you've done a lot of good work. Oh, this is really pretty. Uh, so this is. This is less of a jungle and more of a coniferous rainforest. Um, the, <clears throat> I suppose that's actually deciduous, um, but mo- more of a temperate rainforest is the word I'm looking for. Again, this is higher latitudes, think less Amazon, more Pacific Northwest. Uh, trees of similar size and scope, although that is not unusual on Felucia, the for Felucia, this is just regular-sized flora. The regular cabbage. Yeah, the, the, the extremely regular, you know, man-sized cabbage that you can grow in intentionally impoverished soil on Felucia. Moreover, it has the uh, usual bioluminescence lighting the way for you in some small measure. I've also kind of let you guys up, assuming that you, you know, have your chem lights with you, your glow sticks with you, uh, as you, as you as you navigate the forest um as we're like getting ready to get off the ship and collecting all our things kiyama who has had several hours to think on things um we'll walk up to vc20 again and just quietly ask does anybody else know what it means i can't remember if i was part of that or not i know i was part of the general vibe but i can't remember if like uh vc20 is the only one who knows in your party because he found out independently uh, it is possible that other Jedi put it together, but I don't believe he ever discussed it with anyone. Cool. I don't believe anyone else knows. Okay. So, does Ronus know? I don't believe so. Okay. Good. And she'll kind of gather the rest of her stuff and head on out. Okay. So, looking over this area, uh, it is much less of a building than the temple that you came from and more like scattered ruins. There are pieces of rock and stone, uh, different flagstone elements that litter the ground, but it looks as though this place has been abandoned for much longer or was never occupied as long. The repair is certainly worse. Uh, So you can uh, move slowly throughout the map if you don't mind. Um, And, you know, these these different elements may be more apparent as you go along. Ooh, big map. It's really pretty. I love the colors. I just have to say, ooh. So different things will, uh, different items that you find on the map will um, sort of tell you different things about what you're looking at or experiencing. Um, So think of it, I guess, like an old school point and click adventure game. I can, if you tell me, if you see something that you'd like me to tell you about, I will, uh, I will tell you about it. And perhaps there's a role involved. What is this head? Yeah. So the head is like a human head with no top. Uh, it ends just above the eyebrows and still stands over a meter sitting on its chin, bottom jaw, like that. And the dome of the head 
is hollowed out. It's like a basin. There's about an inch of kind of grimy water sitting in it at the moment. Uh, Eshka and Kiyama, since it looks as though you are looking at this, please give me... Oh, what's the role I want? Oh, please give me perception. I perceive. Hey. Yeah, both of you perceive, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Uh, the interior of the basin is actually covered with more of those Jadahi cartouches. The bottom looks as though it has eroded away. Uh, those, you know, those words being lost time. But the top edge has those cartouches and it also some kind of separate it looks less like the the a language and more like a illustration of some variety you can see two crude outlines of humanoids that's about the most detail that you can make with the only the top line of text looks intact the rest is too weathered to be discerned huh once realizing that it's the cartouches kiyama's just going to let go of the top of the uh statue structure and just kind of mm. take a step back and just look at it from a distance. Neat. Okay. What's this like Jesus cross figure that I'm standing next to? It's not a cross in traditional sense. Uh, let me adjust its proportions a little bit. Um, it would be more like that. Uh, it is extremely tall and thin. The plus at the top is almost incidental. Um, I just okay. didn't, I just didn't want it to, I didn't want it to take up three squares, but it is about 15 meters, or not, excuse me, not 15, cool. meters, uh, five meters high, but about half a meter wide. And it too has illustrations and cartouches on it. It appears to be in, how do I put this, in weirdly good condition while still being old. If you reach out to feel it, you can feel that it's been covered in some kind of lacquer or similar that is peeling and patchy in places, but the stone itself on which the carvings are actually inscribed is still in very good condition, at least compared to the head in the basin. Okay. What is this tablet? Uh, so that is not a tablet. Maybe I should have picked better things. And since there's been two, <laughs> there's been two pieces of confusion so far. Uh, that tablet is a casket, is what it looks like. Uh, very similar to the ones that you saw in the temple where the you know the refugee Jedi were holding up that you guys just left, uh, but much smaller. Whereas those were about three meters long, this is much more normal human-sized, only about two meters. Although it still has a humanoid figure inscribed on it, it is made entirely of what looks like brass. Can I read any of that, or uh, there are no cartouches on this one? Actually, it's just yeah. the humanoid figure. Uh, you, uh, you are more than welcome to go back and translate the other cartouches that your compatriots have found, however. Yeah, Senator, we've found something that you might be able to read, since you can read this these glyphs. I'll uh, nod and head back over towards the readable things. Okay. The stream winding through this is shallow but broad, close to two meters wide at its widest point, but less than 10 centimeters deep at any point that you guys can see. So are you starting with the, um, the tall standing stone? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a generalized description of a, a hypothetical figure that it repeatedly calls the master, and the, the master's 
general qualities. Apparently the master will <clears throat> also be subservient to the, the greater whole, is what it keeps uh, referring to. And the master will demonstrate understanding and compassion to all things and in all things. Um, the master understands that the greater whole has the plan and is an instrument of it while still contributing to it. A lot of things like that, um, as well as demonstrations, you start to gather that this repeated humanoid figure in these inscribed illustrations is this hypothetical master figure. I say hypothetical because the Jidahi language is using something very close to the subjunctive when it talks about the master and all of these different, you know, the master would do this is kind of the mood that the language confers over and over. Uh, as you read this VC20, please give me an education role uh, to kind of gain some insight because there's a little bit of idiomatic language here that I've described that you might be able to piece together the truer, closer meaning. Okay. Uh, it's not immediately apparent uh, what this master is or what the greater whole refers to or anything like that. Um, they sound like some kind of a teacher or a sensei. Um, it has a very religious feel to it, um, regardless of it not actually being cross and religious iconography in, in the way that Celia thought it was. If you want to uh, read more, you can. Uh, you will just have to climb up because your vantage point is not complete. Um, you said there were also cartouches on the inside of the head, right? Yes. Um, I think I'll try reading those instead of climbing. Okay, sounds good. Um, so since, since you are, you know, you're you're gaining increasing familiar, increasing familiarity with the uh, Jirahi language and their writings, you can tell pretty immediately that one of the figures in uh, this basin that's depicted is uh, the same as the like the hypothetical master on the uh, on the tall standing stone. Uh, the other is drawn similarly, but is different um, in you know in some subtle ways. They're smaller for one thing, and the the sentence or the paragraph, I guess, that is depicted on this line is fairly straightforward. Uh, it says that the the master is the, the master that would be is given many trials, the first of which is the assumption of betrayal. And the master that would be becomes a master through remaining true when they think that, uh, that others are false. Does any of this sound familiar? Or is this all kind of foreign concepts or just fits oh, in back. with... Yeah, if, yeah you could, back. if you could give me a vigilance test, please. Oh boy, okay. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't said that okay uh try again please mm. all right nope nope <laughs> uh no not, i mean it, it's kind of it kind of tickles the back of your head being like i don't where have i heard that before it, you're not really sure okay it, it, it could just be like the the religious overtones remind you of your training somewhat uh, yeah like i've heard it. it somewhere before this you know this sure, lasted this is, yeah, like this is a this is a civilization that was sort of a precursor to the, your own forced tradition. Like it, it makes sense that some things would seem familiar in okay. unidentifiable ways. All right, keep I'm gonna come down to see what this was. What is this little curly cue? Um, that is the last letter of the Jirahi alphabet. 
that is something that BC twenty knows. Um, it, it would be the it would be the equivalent of just seeing like an omega out in the open, like the Latin, the, the last letter of the Greek alphabet, and has similar connotations. Um, whatever this represented or was connected to, um, it was the final iteration of it. Hmm. You gonna keep up me, or are you going somewhere else? Um, I wanted to check out that bar relief. Uh, this is a much more identifiable figure. Uh, they, they just look like an older human man. Late 50s, early 60s. Still looks vigorous uh, with a flowing beard. Oh, Mia is getting swept away by the current. <laughs> uh, the, the water does get deeper here. Uh, so this is the kind of thing where you might want to pick a side because moving back and forth will become more difficult. I might call for an athletics check or something. Um, but this bas-relief is a human man. It is set upright, similar to the standing stone, uh, and lacquered in a similar way. They might even be from a similar era. Um, but it, he looks just like a human man standing there uh, with one hand up uh, severely. And uh, VC20, you make the connection almost immediately. Uh, this, it, this person is standing in, or possibly the uh, inspiration for the illustration of um, the the master, the hypothetical master. So I'd like it if um, everyone could give me a perception check, please. At Mia and Kiyama, you can hear a faint rumbling and whooshing ahead in the darkness. It seems, it seems like as the water is getting deeper and also moving faster, there is uh, a waterfall of some kind ahead. You can't see it yet, but you can hear it definitely. And the waterfall starts to come into view as you move up Kiyama. You can see some of the bioluminescence uh, flickering off of the, the spray and the foam. Here, right uh, right next to where you are is, is where it starts to get steep, um, more cliff-like. However, passing through the vegetation, um, you can see that there is something of like a cobblestone path uh, heading, heading back and upwards. This is so pretty. Thanks. This is one of the maps that I got from, uh, what's it called? Uh, Shay and Peku, I think is the name of the uh, duo. I'm, a, I'm one of their Patreon subscribers. Uh, VC20, as you're standing there keeping watch, a figure moves into view across the stream. Is it a figure I recognize? Uh-huh. Yes. Ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> that icon is half in shadow, but. Ah! Uh-huh. It's Luke Skywalker. Sorry and for I that think, sound. Yeah, in pure Skywalker, Skywalkerdom, it's just about <laughs> Uncle Luke and start running. <laughs> okay, well, he's the other way from you. Oh, he's, yeah. He is back this way, and you are shoving yourself up the path. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, he opens his arms broadly as you come running, yeah. Why do I suddenly have a bad feeling about this? And you can uh, see him smiling. What is, uh, what are other people? doing. I mean, Senator, obviously, you recognize him. He's been an important figure in the New Republic for the past 20-odd years. Uh, and, you know, as well, you may have seen him uh, during the Rebellion years, although that may have been when you were locked in a crate. I think I'm just going to hang back and let this family reunion happen. Yeah, organics are pretty intense about their family. Are you running um, up? Are you... Uh, sorry, Kiyama, what are you doing? She is hearing Mia say that and run past her. She's going to. She was going to head up the cobblestone path, 
So she's going to stay facing away from him mm-hmm. for a few moments with her hand on her lightsaber. Okay. She's Mira. just listening right now. Mia, you're running up and giving him a hug. Oh, yeah. Straight up running up and giving him a hug. As you, he opens his arms, as I mentioned, like to you, um, as you come running, uh, you fling yourself into his arms. You fling yourself into his arms and you feel his embrace for just a moment. And then his claws tear into your back. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I, I would like everyone to give me, what is the surprised initiative? I think it's vigilance because it's the one that I have that's higher. <laughs> Yes. Damn it, Brian. Yeah. Hang on one second. I'm going to remove it. Oh, no. This. I was going to say, I did so well. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense that I would roll that because I am yeah. surprised by Uncle Luke's claws. <laughs> yeah. By Luke Skywalker's vicious claws. Am I supposed to have the gray triangle dice against my initiative? Or did I roll wrong? No, you're fine. Okay, cool. I'm just going to have to add some turns, I think. Okay, so this guy mostly relies on surprise. Ooh. Oh no, Mia. Oh no, Mia. How many more life skills am I about to get? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's looking... Nasty. Yeah, okay, so the thing about these claws is that they have a property called Pierce. Uh, They're Pierce 2, as a matter of fact. Uh, So they're going to ignore two soak. How much soak do you have? How much soak do I have? I have, uh, that's, where is it? Two. Two soak. All right. So your soak is going to be completely ignored, and you are going to take eight damage. All right. Boom. As Uncle Luke's hideous claws rip into your back and shred you to ribbons. Oof. Well, you know, I'm going to be, I'm just going to have, like, a lot of really debonair scars by the time this game is over. Mm-hmm. You were going to look extremely cool. Super, super fucking cool. Okay. Uh, a PC is up. Who's up? Hearing Mia scream, Kiyama will turn around and run up in her direction. Okay. Which I think if I use another... Yeah, you can spend strain to take another maneuver and still have your main action left over. Okay, and did we we didn't recover any strain after during the flight, right? Uh, not to my knowledge, uh, things got things got too weird, and VC20 didn't uh, inspiring the retort size or anything like that. Okay, my strain is low, but how many? How much strain could I spend? Uh, it's three strain to take a second maneuver. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, how much strain does that leave you at? Three. All right. But I will come and then hit him, hit Luke Skywalker with my lightsaber. Oh, he no longer looks like uh, Luke Skywalker, at least not as not nearly as much. Uh, the his his hands are, for one thing, uh, massive claws. You know, thirty um, like like his hands are thirty centimeters long, ten centimeters of which are claws. Eyes uh, gray. His his skin has gone gone kind of gray and pallid. Uh, his eyes have sunken in and. They're like a yellowish red color, like a like a solid spiral of color rather than normal human eyes with sclera and iris. His you know, his famous lightsaber has started to merge with the gray flesh of his thigh and his cape is shrinking up into his body. Okay, yeah, just gonna hit that. Okay. Just 
All right. Uh, lightsaber. To a success. All right. Um, and I think that we may have been shortchanging the amount of damage that your lightsaber does. So I want us to double check that because I think that it does considerably more. And the reason I was shortchanging you before is that you didn't have training in it and you weren't a Jedi. And we stuck with shortchanging it even after you became a Jedi. And I no longer want to do that. So yes, give me. Let's let's make sure that you are getting your full uh, laser sword situation okay so your basic light your lightsaber does six damage generally speaking yes uh i think that's what we had before okay um your lightsaber is not basic um but you don't know all of its qualities yet uh so this is the moment where you're going to notice that it is working a little bit better for you and we are going to raise the base damage to seven oh sweet okay cool okay so that means that you're going to do eight damage altogether with a breach, breach one weapon. Um, so his soak just does not fucking count at that point. Uh, yeah, you remove one of his uh, hideous black talent claws. The creature that appeared to be Luke Skywalker hisses and spits. You can see that the mouth has started shrinking a little bit, or the jaw has started shrinking. The mouth has started expanding. Looking less and less like a human mouth or a chiss mouth and more and more like a contracted needle-filled sucker of some kind. I need a PC. She'll just yell, shoot it, to the rest of the party. Yeah. Funny you say that because that's exactly what Eshka plans to do. Okay, Um, Eshka. How many squares are short range on this map? Uh, Three squares per range band. So right now the, the shapeshifter formerly known as Luke Skywalker is is medium range to you. Oh, right, I have medium range, not short range. Or do I have short range? You should have medium range. Let me look at my actual blaster. Oh yeah, it's only medium range. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I would like to shoot the thing. Mm-hmm. You 100% shoot the thing. Uh, what's the... Oh, just one short of a critical two. Damn. Ah. <sighs> Damage is five, yeah? Yeah. Uh, you you land a shot on it, um, but it it burns like a spot in this thing's thick leathery hide. You're not sure if you heard it or not. Uh, it, it seems very mutable. It's substance kind of roiling still as you stand there. It's preternaturally tough as a virtue of its ability to shift in and out of different forms. Don't like that. Uh, I need a PC. Who's up? Um, do I know what this is? You can give me an outer rim roll, VC20. Okay, yeah. Uh, so with a successful outer rim roll, VC20, you know that this is what is called a kaitan. Um The the kaitan is a... It's like a semi-intelligent predator. Uh, it's found on Felucia. It is force-sensitive and is able to use that limited force sensitivity to access sort of like unconscious desires or, um, you know, human emotional ties and thereby imitate different creatures or people. So this creature uh, probably kind of picked up on the fact that, you know, Luke Skywalker is a very emotionally resonant person that people would like to see or at least curious about. And you said it was called a Kaitan? Yes. 
Um, what do I know about um, like its physical form, like things it is weak to, or um, its height is very tough, but it is itself uh, rather frail. Um, like it's it it's not like a rancor where it's just like a pile of muscle and meat, and it's not like a hut where you know the hide itself isn't that impressive but they're very robust creatures um Kaitan will often flee if they start getting hurt because their 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 hide is tough and mutable but if but they themselves are very stealthy and you know cunning as predators so when they don't stand and fight when they become injured it's so unusual to them that they know they're outmatched okay um i'm going to walk forward uh towards the fray mm-hmm. and Inspire some rhetoric. Hell yeah. And the difficulty for that is already correctly set at the moment, so you can make your leadership roll at your leisure. Oh, damn. Oh. Okay. Um, so that means that up to three extra allies get one strain back, and those three advantage means means that there's extra strain to distribute. So if I understand the mechanics correctly, you could give everybody two strain back right now? I think that's right. Okay. Fucking rad. Um, and, oh yeah, and um, it's a blue die, right? Yes. Awesome. God, Politico fucking rules as a support class. This is so this is so strong. Um, okay, so everybody can take a um, everybody can take two strain and get that back, and all checks are going to be made with a blue die. Um, I'll account for that. I'll just put a blue die in my pool static, so you guys don't have to worry about hand jamming anything. And yeah, damn VC twenty. <laughs> Let's see. And that lasts for a number of rounds equal to your presence. Is that right? Right. So four rounds. Awesome. Fucking awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to do? I didn't know if you wanted to rush all the way up or anything like that. Because oh, right. um, I just wanted to say my inspiring rhetoric is. Mm-hmm. It's a chaotic. It can imitate your desires, but it's weak to lightsabers. <laughs> Figured that out already. Uh, that brings up, last but certainly not least, Mia, who is uh, badly wounded, but now very inspired by the senator's speech. You can see your Uncle Luke melting into a horrible monster in front of your eyes. Very inspired and very pissed off. Um, she's going to grab, I'm assuming like she's like on the ground, like at the thing's feet. Uh, it was holding you um, when it got, when it wounded you this badly and it released you. Um, yeah. So at the moment, at the moment of shock... It was weirdly supporting you. Uh, I don't know. You don't. You can have fallen, but you. I was actually picturing you as like staggering back away from it without falling. Okay. Um. Regardless, I'm gonna shoot a blaster at it. Mm-hmm. That's how I do, and I'm gonna do it really well because that's also sometimes how I do. <laughs> Good goddamn. Okay, mm-hmm. so I believe you have the same specs as Eshka's blaster. Uh. So that is gonna be eight damage all in all. No chance for critical, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that kills it. I just killed my ankle. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you, um, it's still, you know, mid-transformation, although certainly looking more and more like the, so the default Kaitan as, mm-hmm. uh, as, it, as it morphs. Um, the, the sort of last vestiges of your uncle are weirdly his hair on this horrible gray monster and his... Uh, his sort of like stance that's the eeriest thing is that it was imitating his body language super well from listening to your memories effectively mm. uh and you 
blast it uh, directly between the eyes, leaving like a smoking ruin where its skull was. Uh, it staggers backwards, and its charred and disgusting body falls into the rushing river behind you. And suddenly the, the forest is quiet again. Mia's going to sort of sink to her knees and just kind of close her eyes and ask, how bad is it? <laughs> Kiyama kind of comes over and looks. Um, Kiyama, give uh, me a medicine test. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be worse. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, like, I've seen worse. You'll be fine. You're conscious. <laughs> yeah, you're conscious. You have no broken bones. <laughs> Uh, VC20, you are a little bit more of a, uh, a, a human anatomy expert. Can you also give me a medicine roll from where you're standing? I have, uh, yes. fa- I have factored your uh, knowledge of human medicine bonus in already. Uh, yeah, with, uh, one, with one failure, yeah, this doesn't seem too bad. As a matter of fact, um, VC20 and Kiyama, I'm going to give you back both two strain um, because you're relieved to see that she's not that hurt. Awesome. Once. Yeah. You said two strain? Yes. Bless you. Uh, Eshka, give me a medicine check, please. Okie dokie. La 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 la. There it is. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. That doesn't seem right. No. Uh, (laughs) Eshka, you are, you, you are going to get one strain back as you realize that you have found something that they did not notice. Um, she is actually suffered some damage to her spine. If she isn't given some kind of attention within the next few minutes. This might turn into a more permanent injury. Um, cool. One that I one that I would uh, impose like critical injury metrics onto essentially. I will point at, but not touch. <laughs> I just want to clarify that so you guys don't make assumptions. I will point at the wound on her back and say, "Uh, spine. What? Are... Um, oh, we need to fix her spine. Would a stim pack be appropriate for this? Uh, it could." Um, it, I would ask for another medicine check to essentially apply it in such a way that the healing actually remedies that portion of the wound. Uh, since you don't have any backed on hand, uh, you if she develops something critical, you're not going to be able to address it. Um, so this is oh, uh, basically you guys have caught it in time to still be preventative, but it will require a skill. Um, I've had some doctor. Oh, do you still have that in your inventory? I thought I did. Oh, well, in that case, then if it goes critical, you might still be able to prevent it. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, you might still be able to heal it. But right now, uh, since it's pre-critical, uh, <clears throat> using Stimpak is appropriate for prevention, if done right. Um, so what I would say is uh, anyone who would like to can give me a medicine test. Um, you guys have... I'm going to kind of accrue all that advantage in your favor to give another circumstantial bonus. And don't forget that you have light side points. Are we cool if I use a light side point with that? Yes. Ready? Light side point is use. You said any anybody as in multiple people can roll? Or just, uh, just whoever one, rolls first? Whoever rolls first. Uh, it seemed like okay. BC was kind of taking charge of the situation. But he did very well. So. Yeah, he did super well. Okay, so what I'm going to roll with that is that um, with four successes, the chance of Mia's spawn getting worse is going to be nil. And since it's applied so quickly and directly to the wound side, it's going to heal an extra point of damage. Uh, so Mia, you can take six wounds back. Love it. And it's it's left with instead of like you are shredded and about to fall out the back. Uh, it's a little bit more like um, when your grandma got scratched by the big monster uh, when she was fighting in the arena. 
in the second episode of a franchise about galactic combat. If anybody remembers that very I do. that a very evo- evocative and um, frankly somewhat formative scene for teenage Brian. I'm sure it was. Anyway, we're go- we're just gonna we're just gonna breeze past a uh, strange bit of information that that everyone unfortunately now knows about me. And I'm going to step outside uh, so Seals can feed her cat. Who has been yowling so persistently this whole time. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) She's going to be so happy. All right. Hello, I'm back. Is everyone else here? I'm here. I never left. I never left. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) I live in the Discord now. Hi, I'm back. Yes, just sat down. How's everybody feel about the head fake with Luke Skywalker? I was, uh... I was about considering rolling a d6, and if it's evens, Kiyama didn't feel bad about... Didn't have any, like, oh, I felt good, you know, did she feel good or bad attacking who she might have initially thought was Luke? Like, yes or no dice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was at least half cathartic to beat up on. (laughs) Oh, definitely. There's definitely some catharsis there, for sure. But yeah, I was, uh, oh, she had her fifth existential crisis with that. And it wasn't even him. I think Mia's feeling crushed. Oh, baby. I know. I think she was, like, really hopeful and really excited. And it's like that, like, the, like, sharp letdown of realizing that the thing you hoped for is just so not happening. She is either going to be the most hopeful person in the galaxy after all of this, or she's going to be the most bitter cynic ever <laughs> it's one of the two <laughs> um speaking of which uh Kiyama, as you experience that catharsis and the you know sort of the adrenaline of battle and of mia's wound kind of ebbs away you have a realization um you're you know to extend your fifth existential crisis oh boy okay this is where you were supposed to be when your your message, the seeing you on Felucia, that was supposed to send you here. Hmm. This is a place that you and Luke had talked about. Um, it is a old Jedi, or, you know, Jedi ruin uh, in the literature. I suppose you might say it's called the Temple of the Master. Um, you don't quite remember its function but you remember talking about it with luke your eventual mission was supposed to bring you to here on felucia that's where he wanted to meet me because i had run away because i remember that message i had already run away at that point and it was the we'll see you on felucia Mm. or your destiny's on felucia or something weird like that it was hard to tell Mm. okay give me one more vigilance to you know as as you're recollecting this to try and put this together okay uh, so finally two successes you were supposed to be a master you were going to be elevated in rank that happens here and okay. your anger and frustration with him is linked to some kind of betrayal I'm not sure how it's connected to this exactly um but that betrayal is why you fled instead of meeting him here. Okay. But this, and... this was supposed to be where you stopped being 
a Jedi Knight and instead became a Jedi Master, where you were the first person to help him reform the Jedi Council that was supposed to happen here. Um, for the folks at home, I would like to say that I am silently responding to all of this by just putting row after row of exclamation points in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's kind of also what's going through her mind. I think she is... Like, you've seen holocrons of this place. Like, you know what is past that, uh, that waterfall. You know what's up top. There is a cave. You don't remember it's in the cave, but you remember this vantage point, seeing these different things in the holocron. And I think while everyone is still clustered here at the base of this waterfall, she's just going to kind of slow down and sit and just say this is where I was supposed to come. I've there's a cave up there and this is where apparently they would or this is where Luke was going to make a Jedi Knight a Jedi Master. Ashka will reach over and just sort of pat the top of Kiyama's head. <laughs> Kiyama is clearly going through it. But Ashka has no idea what to do with this situation. Yeah, think, thanks. Um, we should probably get up there, I guess. See if there's any of these artifacts that they're looking for. I don't know why he would... I don't know why this was an important place. I mean, beyond ceremonial significance. And <laughs> this is where I was supposed to be meeting him at one point. But... So there's a cave up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, behind the waterfall. Or up above it. Maybe... The cave has artifacts. If I was trying to hide artifacts, the cave behind a waterfall would be a pretty good place. Or above a waterfall. Either yeah. way. I mean, this place is a big place, but there's definitely... Do I feel like I need to go up there, or is this more of a, um, I just know where this place is, and... You just know where it is. Okay. Yeah. Without, you know, I mean, you're not reaching out with the force or anything like that, and mm -mm. obviously you're, um, you're senses aren't necessarily what they once were when you were you know, trained. Yep. Alright. Um, are you feeling better, Mia? I'm imagining that Mia was on the ground. Um, so she gets... I think I, I think I had her saying to her knees, actually. Mm -hmm. Everybody's collapsing. Uh, BC20's just like standing stand like a scarecrow. I mean, my stream is also at like 7 and I'm normally at a 16. So she's also very stressed. <laughs> yeah, everybody's really going through it. Yes. Uh, Mia gets to her feet and sort of squares her shoulders and says, let's, let's go. Let's keep going. Alrighty. We're just a bunch of brave little toasters. Yep. Sure are. Kiyama's gonna start up the trek up the stairs. Okay, okay. This is so pretty. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm really happy with this, uh, this particular purchase. <laughs> up here, um, the water is, again, shallower around the edge here. Um, you can potentially walk along this section to get to the cave that uh, Gamma sort of instinctively knows is there. Um, Mia, since since you're not moving me, I'll just move her up there. Thank you, I'm knitting. She is walking with VC20. Definitely. All right. Is everybody headed into the cave? Let's go. Right. I ignite my lightsaber for light as we go in. Hell yeah. That's an aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I can pull off the aesthetic, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, since you, you are all headed into this cave, uh, I am going to, uh, I guess, cards on the table. It's, and there is no interior because 
Uh, I'm going to break you out into groups once more. Ooh! Oh. I, what I mean by oh, groups boy. is uh, individual. Um, so out of necessity, uh, VC20 is going to be our final participant. Um, but I would actually like Mia to go first this time. Uh, so Chris, Rebecca, Victoria, if you guys wouldn't mind uh, muting and deafening uh, so I can talk to Seals for a couple of minutes. And I'll just uh, ping our next person up, and it'll terminate with uh, Chris and VC20. Okay, right, cool. Okay, bye. And if you wouldn't mind to... Uh, oh, everybody else is gone already. Hello. It's just us now. Mm-hmm. Well, me and the cat. Me, you, and Jordana. Yep. Okay. If the four of you are entering the cave, there's, you know, there's the... Three chem lights, the dim light of VC20's uh, eyes, and the slightly stronger light, the in-between light of Kiyama's lightsaber, lighting this dark and dusty path into this cave. You stop for a moment, Mia, uh, briefly looking at the one of the patterns of shadows on the wall, and the other three take a turn, leaving you momentarily in darkness. And as you move back around to rejoin them, you realize that you are completely alone in this cave. In fact, you can no longer see the entrance. Okay. Um, what do I do? I'm, can I roll a perception? Yeah, please do. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a weird clammy sensation uh, that you have, probably adrenaline that you're feeling, uh, and you hear someone actually walking around the bend in the cave towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my glow stick, right? Yeah. I'm going to lift it higher to see if I can see a little further. Okay. Um, you see a small figure. You're sort of light blinded as you pulled it up past your eyes. Just a moment. Uh, and then you realize it's your mom. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, Brian. Or whatever it is. The other <laughs> way around. It's the other way around. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to like point my blaster at her as I don't come any closer. She kind of like narrows her eyes and uh, she stops in her tracks and she says, what are you, what are you doing? You're not here. I know you're not my mother. Don't get closer. Mia, stop being ridiculous. Kayton can't talk. You took long enough finding your uncle, so I had to take matters into my own hands. No, you're lying. I'm not. You are. Don't come any closer. You've been gallivanting around the galaxy long enough, young lady. Not doing anything about it, might I add. You know, if you've been like your brothers, something might have come of this. Uh, and she actually does take a step closer. Mia's hand is going to tighten on the trigger. And she's going to say, My mother would know that I was doing my duty to protect the senator, which was one of the jobs she assigned me before I left Coruscant. You are not my mother. Take a step back or I will shoot. Uh, Chancellor Leia says, I am your mother and I'm disappointed. Maybe if you'd been born force sensitive, you could have figured this out. Maybe if you were my mother, you'd know that this isn't actually how you ever talk to me. You've never once made me feel bad as though I, because I don't have the force. Other things, sure, but that one, no. You uh, would never say that. She takes another step closer. Are you going to uh, shoot? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, give me a ranged light, please. Brian, please don't let this actually have been Leia. I'm going to be really bad if I shoot her. <laughs> like that, holy shit! Holy shit! That is six successes. There's only successes in that pool. Yeah, there's there's nothing but successes. There's nothing but, nothing but net. Um, rather than striking like a solid object or, you know, being some 
evil creature masquerading as something else. The blaster bolt simply passes through her, and she she doesn't shatter, but she blows away as though you've shot through a Chancellor Leia-shaped cloud of smog or vapor, and you are left alone in the cave. Um, give me a give me a cool roll if you wouldn't mind. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um. Well- you you realize that you are crying. Um, you've effectively had to kill things that look like your uncle or mother today. I'm going to charge you two strain. That sounds about right. But you also have, and I'm not I'm not I'm not going to dictate how Mia feels or anything like that. But it's um, I guess it's sort of like a intellectual breakthrough moment where you realize that you know you you realize that. Your dad always loved you exactly for who you were, and your mother never expected you to be anybody else. And part of her realization, and you can flesh this out more if you'd like, is that some part of you always knew that, and some part of you put yourself in that cage of expectation anyway. That I'm going to cry, Brian. Oh my god. That the pressure on yourself, the comparison to Ronus and to Anakin was never something that the people who loved you best imposed on you. It was your own doing. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I'm very glad this is a very good emotional breakthrough for her to have. Yeah. So you were you were on the floor of this cave realizing that like sobbing that I did yeah. all of this pain to myself. Yes. Ugh, baby. Uh and, and that is where I'm gonna cut you off. Great. I will mute and deafen. Hello. Hey, how's it going? You know, just waiting around. <laughs> just, just hanging out. Chilling. Um, <clears throat> so heading into the cave, you know, you have uh, Eshka and Mia with their chem lights and like very dim light radiating from VC20's eyes, plus, you know, your own lightsaber. As you were walking along into, you know, the kind of clammy, Dusty cave. After you, you like at one point extend your lightsaber somewhat just to get a better range of vision. I, I imagine Kiyama like leading this group of people. And as you come into uh, the large chamber that you've kind of been expecting somehow, you're not entirely sure how, you realize that you have left the rest of the group behind unintentionally. Uh, you are alone in this place. And you can no longer see the mouth of the cave. Okay. I keep walking forward then to the center of the room. Okay. As you step forward into the center of the room, the kind of clammy mist that has been hugging the ground grows more and more intense until upon reaching the center, it clears dramatically. And once more, you can see the face of the person who was once your teacher. Uh, once more, Luke Skywalker standing in front of you. You're not real. Are you saying that out loud? Yes, she says that out loud. He looks back at you, not coldly, but sternly, and he says, are you so sure? No, and yet... Uh, she walks a little bit closer with her lightsaber out in front, just getting closer to him. I mean, he looks real. The shadows off your lightsaber, you know, are cast across his the light from your lightsaber casts shadows across his face. You can see, you know, the the crow's feet around his eyes and his beard. Uh, his medium height 
uh, trim form. You can even see his lightsaber at his side, just as you remember it. It's, it's like he walked directly out of your memory. And you can feel like the power of the Force gathering around him, radiating off of him, just as you remember to. If you're here, then that means you didn't go help the others. Did you? How long did it take you? I'm considering you whatever happened to me, whatever you did to me made me lose my memory. I consider I got here in a month. Not too shabby. Oh, so it's my fault now. Is that the way of it? He looks at you kind of challengingly. He says, you show up with all your failures packed in a bag and you want to throw it at my feet? My failures are just as big as yours. You trained me, so am I not your greatest stain on your record? More than likely. What are you going to do about it, Kiyama? I don't know. Feels like the first honest thing you've said to yourself in a long time. I don't know many things, so it's not hard for that to be true. If you are real, do you know what happened to me? Of course I do. Your own failure, your own weakness. She just kind of rolls her eyes at that. And is <laughs> like, yeah, you are not real. <laughs> and she just kind of walks past them, just still kind of looking around at the rest of the chamber. Um... Like, not, like, past him, like, back into the mist, but it's just sort of, like, mm-hmm. no longer maintaining eye contact and... Let's let's see if that comment doesn't stick with you, actually. Um, because while, while it might be easy to disbelieve him on principle, it might be harder to keep those words from having resonance. Okay. Like, give me yeah. a... Give me a discipline roll. Okay. Yeah, you... The words sting... Um, because somewhere in your, you know, your burgeoning remembrances that are returning in this place, you realize that, you know, you should be a Jedi Master. That's what you were set up for. So somewhere along the path, you had to have stumbled to be here, to be in this place, and for that rank to not be incumbent upon you. But the unreality of him, you know, in the end wins out, and you walk forward, you walk... I'm going to say you do walk through him, because I like the image of that. You just, with your lightsaber kind of down close to your side, you just power straight forward through him, and he vanishes like smoke or mist blowing around you briefly. And that was, I don't know, interestingly peaceable. Yeah, she's going to, as he dissipates, kind of Mm -hmm. look back to where he was and... I don't know if you felt that or, or listening or however really any of this works anymore, but you still left me alone. And his his body is gone, but his voice remains. And Luke's voice rings out from the cavern in response, and it says, there was never anything here but what you brought with you. And I'm going to cut away from you after that. Cool. I will fade away then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you also vanish into the mist. Ooh, like smoke. <laughs> As you guys are walking through the cave, you know, you have your chem light. Uh, there's the the light from VC-20's eyes and the light from Kiyama's lightsaber. And you are kind of in the back trailing, maybe looking around at things, being a little gremlin. And you actually catch something. Uh, you Something catches your eye. Uh, there is like a sliver of... Uh, Something silvery it looks like some kind of machine part that has been left aside. Uh, you pause momentarily to pick it up, and when you stand and turn again, it looks as though the rest of your party has disappeared, and you are just sort of holding a like a like a discarded bolt in one hand and your chem light in another. 
please give me a perception attack. Okay. Uh, you can hear very lightly uh, footfalls approaching. Kiyama? It is not. You hear the clicking sound of a blaster rifle and a high kind of whining voice, a familiar voice. It says, not even a little bit, Bothan. You said familiar voice. Yes. Do I know this voice? It is the voice of another bounty hunter in Shingo the Hut's employ, a Rodian named Exis Tanu. Uh, Rodians are the Greedo race. The, uh, ah. Like the weirdly spiky hair, green skin, compound eyes. Uh, he is a little on the, little more on the gray side, and his compound eyes are not as bright as Greedo's, uh, but he's still got the very you know familiar, almost insectoid Rodian characteristics. Mm-hmm. And he has a blaster rifle pointed at you. Mm, I have a blaster rifle as well, but it's not pointed at him. Um, I'm suspicious mm-hmm. because we just saw a Luke that wasn't a Luke, and. This is a planet that is like all kinds of forcey nonsense that I do not understand. Um, however, and also like, what did, what did, why would he? Why would he be in this cave? However, I also don't enjoy taking chances, so I will kind of put put my hand on my blaster. It's easy there, Bothan. I've got you this time. Mm, do you? Do you? How'd you happen to know to already be in this very specific cave, in this very specific place, and know that I would happen to walk in here? It seems very convenient. Been tracking your ship for weeks. Oh, I believe that you've been tracking me. I'm just having trouble believing you knew I was going to come into this cave, and you've been just waiting in here? Oh, it's so difficult to believe that your bad choices would catch up with you. How many mistakes do you think you've made in your life, Eshka? I don't keep count. Nor could you. How would you feel right now? The bounty's dead or alive. I could simply shoot you. I'd really rather you didn't. Of course you would. Just a life of mistake after mistake. Ending here on this dusty cave floor, no friends around. How would that feel to you, do you think? (laughs) Since when... Oh, shit. Remind me what his name is. Exus? Exus Tanu. Exus Tanu. Since when... Exis Tanu, do bounty hunters philosophize at their quarry? I, like I smell something my, fishy. I like to play with my food. Uh, give me a vigilance, Ashko. Okay. Yeah, I am, I, I am just suspicious, but, you know. He, he is known for... He's, he's infamously sadistic. Like if, he, like, if he thought that he could bully and humiliate you before he killed you, it, it's, it's very much in his character. Ugh. Okay, yeah, then that statement is was largely just me being full of it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, it, the words are out of your mouth, and you realize that he's not philosophizing. He's just he's just humiliating you. Yeah, and it, it's definitely working. I do not feel great right now, um, but I do not want him to know that. Right. Um, what was I just thinking of? Shit. Um, so, um, this is not the smartest thing I could do. Um, but I'm also, you know, a little bit of a, little bit of a situation. You know, he's got a blaster on me anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to get a big lung full of air and just bellow, like, back into the cave. Kiyama! Okay. 
and then I'm gonna look at Exus and be like, my Jedi friend's gonna come kick your ass. And if you <laughs> if you kill me, she'll be so mad. I really like that. Um, <laughs> what I'm gonna ask for is, uh, give me a coercion. Okay. Where is that? Oh, there it is. Right. He doesn't reply. Um, the the sickly evil grin on his face doesn't uh, doesn't really waver any. And you realize that this is sort of outside of the scope of what he is here for. And moreover, this is the point where the, like you acting in desperation has solidified. You know, that this is some kind of illusion or fantasy being imposed on you. But moreover, you realize that what's gotten, what's gotten you out of it is your willingness or your reflex to depend on people close to you. This is all, so many of your mistakes have been from being considerate or refusing to have allies, operating alone effectively. And... Eshka's friendships, you know, as difficult as they have been for her to maintain and keep close to her, are what have kind of gotten her out of this moment of illusion. Ryan, I'm emotional. And with um, that, uh, what does she do with that realization? Um, I think she also will have a moment of just searing emotion <laughs> on realizing <laughs> that. And then uh, just kind of like cock her head and sort of smile at Exus and say, you got anything else? He does not. Uh, he dissipates, blowing away like steam or smoke. And that is where I am going to send you away. Alright, this was fun. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> oh boy. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> uh, so, Senator, you are walking along the cave. Um, you, you know, since your uh, time on, I believe it was Exegol, or just before Exegol, rather, when Eshka upgraded your eyes, uh, you know, you've been able to see in the dark for a while. And so when the lights behind you start falling behind you, uh, you pause, looking at your compatriots, and the three of them start doing almost inexplicable things. Uh, Kiyama's like gesturing with her lightsaber in her hand, talking under her breath. Uh, Both Mia and Eshka have drawn weapons and are pointing them. You know, uh, Mia is kind of vociferously telling somebody to not get any closer. Um, Eshka, it looks like she, oh, she actually hasn't drawn her weapon. It's still in the holster, but she's kind of like tapping at it, uh, having some kind of snarky conversation with somebody. They're very clearly in the grips of something. Do I have any idea what that something might be? Uh, sure, you can give me an education roll. Yeah, so with, uh, with a failure, you're not sure what's going on. Um, it could be any number of things. You know, Felucia has proved tricksy in many different ways, up to and including a shape-shifting predator who imitates the person that you want to see most. So the people that have drawn weapons, are they just kind of pointing them everywhere? Yeah, they are. Um, they, they, they look like they are fighting with, fighting with or being threatened by people that you cannot see in some way. And also like, just like, talking over each other kind of loudly. Um, 
kind of make out what they're saying, or is it just kind of all overlapping? Uh, I mean, it's overlapping, but you know, you're you're a protocol droid. You're used to lots of people speaking at once. Uh, give me. Let's see how this will go. Um, weirdly, I think discipline uh, might be the best role um, to try and sort out this information as it comes to you. Um, sorry, the dice pool is not ready yet. Can you roll again, please? Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, so with one success, you can make out that um, Eshka is talking to somebody named Exus. You don't know who that is. Uh, Mia is speaking with Chancellor Organa, and it looks as though Kiyama is speaking with Luke again. Um, they're all talking with people that are apparently important to them in some fashion. This seems um, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe my first priority is to get ranged weapons out of the hands of people that are clearly hallucinating. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. Then let's do this. Uh, it's a little tricky to get close to them, but definitely not impossible. Um, I, I will accept either coordination or brawn uh, to to disarm them. Um, should be relatively straightforward since you don't seem to be part of their hallucination in any way. How do I roll brawn? Uh, not brawn. Uh, athletics. Uh, uh, coordination or athletics will be uh, will be will be the things in question. Okay. Uh, so with two successes, you uh, disarm them. You actually even manage to uh, slowly. I uh, work the lightsaber out of Kiyama's hands. Uh, she kind of has it down at her side, and you, you press the button to disarm it, uh, leaving you in slightly deeper darkness for the moment. Uh, and you feel like a metallic tap on your shoulder. Well, of course, metallic is your metallic, but like a like a tap on your metallic shoulder. I guess I should probably look at the source of that tap. All right. Uh, it is Chundar. He is towering over you. Trying to decide um, how the senators should approach this, since I know that they left on bad terms, but I think he's still happy to see him. Mm-hmm. I think all he has to say is Chundar, and Chundar says in basic, "Wow, I'm surprised that you you proceed." <laughs> um, who's to say? Um, it's a very cryptic comment, though. Yeah, because he just tapped on my shoulder, so it's um. Maybe not surprising that I perceived someone that tapped on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. That is a very cryptic comment. I think VC20 is just going to try to listen for anything significant that may come of it, but I don't think he's going to respond. Okay. There's a moment of silence that passes between the two of you as, uh, you know, your three compatriots speak over each other, you know, talking to uh, ghosts, phantasms, whatever they seem, uh, where Chundar just sort of looks at you uh, and he says, it's harder to reach you. You are, I'm not sure you would understand. You're not crude matter. Even you are luminous, Senator. Um, could I roll something to see if I'm putting it together that this is maybe not actually Chundar, but something reaching yeah, uh, that way? Give me a lore roll, please. Yeah, this is not Chundar. Um, one, Chundar doesn't speak basic, which is what this apparition uh, has been speaking this whole time, you realize. Uh, but also, Chundar was a very practical man, this sort of mysticism is not something that he would indulge in or really even approve of. It seems a bit out of character. Um, May I ask to whom I'm seeking? Not Shundar looks back at you and says, I'm not sure that you would have, I'm not sure that you would appreciate the answer. That is a slight, I am uncertain how to deal with you. The difficulty of our communication is such that you're not in isolation when we speak. But I am a remnant of sorts. 
Your friends will be returning soon from their trial. I wish that I understood you better so that you could enjoy the introspection yourself. Just remember, you are also luminous. And the not Chundar taps on your shoulder with a clanking sound as Chundar's, what would be Chundar's claws, kind of bounce off of your chest plate. And behind you, your friends are kind of like groaning and stirring, and Chundar disappears like smoke or steam. I'm going to bring everybody back in. All right. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm really glad you disarmed them. Yeah, it seems a little uh, dangerous for blind people to be waving around guns. Um, Hello, I'm back. Is that okay? Yep. Cool. Oh, hi. How's everyone doing? You oh, know. You know. <laughs> How much did Brian emotionally traumatize and or heal you? Oh, you know. Oh, you know. <laughs> Add like 10 more layers of conflict, yes. DC <laughs> 20 found religion. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's me in the corner. That's Feast 20 <laughs> losing their religion. Getting some religion. Uh, the three of you come out of your reveries uh, as your, you know, projected figures disappear. Uh, I think I've described their appearance and disappearance uh, like four different times. So at this point, the listener is well aware of what that disappearance looks like. You realize that you are not uh, alone in this cave, but you are in fact near, uh, near to friends and comrades. And also that whatever weapon you were holding is not in your hand. Cool. Uh, and is instead at your feet. I'm going to bend down and pick up my blaster. Um, also, VC20 is standing slightly apart from the three of you. Um, but the, the three organics are kind of clustered together. I'm going to pick up my lightsaber. Alrighty. There, I'll turn it on again. And is there anything on these walls? that, Or is it just an empty cave? I mean, there's mold on the walls. Okay. Uh, it is actually fairly, it is in structure most similar to your vision, though. You realize that there is, in fact, um, a broad chamber that is heavily obscured by fog and mist up ahead. I look back to the others and then just say, I think we, I'm going to go check that out and go back to the chamber with the fog. Like, is there any difference in it? For my vision yes uh in the center rather than uh the individual that you saw uh there is a plinth uh with a large single uh jadahi cartouche on it okay do i recognize it yes what does it where do i recognize it from it is something that luke showed you okay. in, be in between the reason why you left and your um it, it, before you left, essentially. Let's put it that way. Okay. Hey, Senator, there's another symbol in here. I will try to read it. Uh, it is fairly straightforward. Uh, it means mastery. I will relay that. Uh, the, yeah, that one actually kind of makes sense. So this was, like I said, where the they used to come to make someone a master. I guess I was supposed to come here at some point. Give me a lore roll, Kiyama. Okay, I'm not very good at this. I was not a book-learning Jedi. Nope. Right. <laughs> you, don't, you don't really have any further insights. 
Nope, I don't. All right, well. Mostly what you realize at this point is that what you have been looking for, uh, the manifest, is not here. Uh, this, uh, this chamber is the terminus of the cave. All right, well, there's more places around here to search. At least I know what I was coming here for initially. And Camel will turn around and walk out of the cave. Alrighty. Uh, VC20, before you leave, can you please give me a perception check? Uh-oh. From downtown. Uh, VC20, as Kiyama is turning to leave, you take a glance back at the cartouche and notice something odd. Um, not on the top of the plinth itself with the singular cartouche, but down along the side. Uh, there is more writing. Uh, and, you know, adjusting your eyes a little bit. I think that I, I imagine VC20 being able to zoom in to a certain extent. I think that's fun. Uh, you told his eye at arm's length. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, you realize that it is names. Um, they are written in a mixture of different languages. Uh, cartouches, Orabesh, um, other stranger systems of writing. Uh, many different tongues from all around the galaxy. And this, you know, this four foot tall plinth is crammed full of them. Like they just look like little cracks or imperfections. Most of the names are written so small, um, but they are ages of etched names into this plinth. I skipped the end of the list to see what the last three names are. Um, one of the last three is Luke Skywalker. You do not recognize the others. Hmm. Luke Skywalker is the most recent. That's uh, really what I was getting at. So I'm pleased with this. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, is anybody else doing anything else as you guys leave the cave? Or before you guys leave the cave, even? Kiyama is fed up with the cave and is eager to get out right now. <laughs> this cave's bullshit. Yeah, this cave's this is bullshit. Um, pretty much. So she'll pass Mia and Deshka as she leaves, unless they've already gone outside. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think that Mia's gone outside yet, but I think that she is not like, far behind the people who are leaving the cave. Okay. She's sort of, I think she's in a daze. She's what? She's in a bit of a daze. Mm -hmm. All right. And I think that that is a good place to end for the night. Um, so I am going to... Um, I'm going to conclude the session with something a little unusual, I think. Um, so you guys have explored and you've RP'd very heavily. Um, that challenge was a lot less of a challenge than I thought it was because I'm still calibrating. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm actually going, I'm going to award 10 experience. Um, but through all of the um, sort of trials and travails of the cave and um, the things that is kind of revealed to you, whether, you know, you had some emotional catharsis, you had the mystery of your life complicated, you got religion, whatever. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do is that each player, each person can raise their lowest characteristic by one. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. So, like, so my lowest characteristic meaning, like, my willpower, presence, intellect, or brawn? Yes. Um... In a situation where there's a tie, you can choose, although I would suggest that you should um, lean heavily towards mental attributes. Yeah, I was going to do willpower. Yeah. Same. Um, I like this. So, oh. 
I have, so here's an interesting question because I have four brawn and three willpower. So agility, intellect, sure. cunning, and presence are my lowest. Which of those? Presence? Um, yeah, that's cool. Presence, should... intellect, or cunning. Um, in, uh, cunning and presence make the most sense to me. Presence probably makes the most sense of all, I would think. Okay, yeah. Presence is... I'm looking at them. Yeah, that's also cool, which would be very helpful. Okay, cool. And uh, I believe the center has uh, yeah, two things at, uh, at one. Um, so like I said, it can be any characteristic whichever characteristic you think is most apropos um but it has to be the lowest or tie for it i think uh cunning makes the most sense yeah i think i would agree that was a really great session i enjoyed this yes one a lot yeah i also can't wait to hear what everyone's got i know i, re- <laughs> I cannot wait brian whenever you do this to us i'm just like come on man but also i get it but i'm also like come on man as always we've been glad to have you if you enjoyed it tell some friends we're on Twitter at Space Battles Pod, and you can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most platforms where podcasts are found.